What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Middle birthday cough! Hey, behave! It's your turn, John. It's your turn. Happy birthday to Middle Cough on uh, October 6th. 31 years old, baby. Let's do it. Unbelievable. It's good to be 31. Good to be alive. Good to be breathing. Good to be erect. Uh, pardon? Yeah, well, I mean standing, you know, like not in the ground. <laughs> Did you hear Romo Romo and Nance on Monday night? He, Romo's like, he said something to, uh, he said, do you remember 31, Jim? And he goes, yeah, it was four years ago. <laughs> that was good. They also did. Have you seen Caliendo make fun of them? No. He does like, uh, oh, here it comes, Jim Tony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I did see that last year. They did. They clearly were playing to it and did it. And Frank tweet. I mean, it was funny. It was. They clearly were playing into it. Tony. I mean, Caliendo's great at it. And then Jim did it exactly like Tony, uh, Frank Caliendo. That's pretty good. I thought Jim. Tony's really loosened Jim up. I mean, the Jim in the golf booth, having just watched a lot of PGA Tour golf over the last three or four months. I mean, just a, an astronomical amount. And I've watched a lot of golf in my life, but playing these DraftKings games, I just was pretty locked in. Jim is a different human being in that booth around those stiffs than he is with Tony, who is just loosey-goosey. Tony's a little loosey-goosey. Listen, I love Tony Romo. I like to be friends with Tony Romo. Gets a little loosey-goosey. There, there are a couple times when I'm like, guys, can we dial it in just a little bit? But I enjoy him. I mean, I really do enjoy I, him. I do too. Uh, how, how can you not like a guy that's having fun? Big uh, big birthday meal plan for uh, Tuesday? Do you have a go-to birthday you know, meal? The, the thing when you're an eater is every day is kind of a birthday meal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no plans. <laughs> I mean, it's just, do you remember the last? I never pass up a meal. Do you remember the last great, the greatest birthday gift? Last great birthday gift? No, I can remember the. Uh, I think for me, I can. If you when I say that, the first I think of a birthday gift from when I turned like seven. Foosball table. I bought my. I bought myself something uh, the other day. Yeah? Something good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to frame it. 
And uh, this guy, I think you follow him too, the golf hawk. He took all those pictures. Oh, yeah, Harding Park. Harding Park. He, he had some, some sweet stuff. photos of Harding Park. I ordered a couple. One I'm going to give as a Christmas gift, and one I'm keeping for myself. The, did you get the, the aerial one? The drone shot of the water yeah. of the golf course. It looks sweet. Go check out the 100 bucks for two. It's badass. Go check out the golf hawk on uh, Instagram. He does some great shit. He had a great tiger no, photo. Oh, he has some sweet photos. Yeah. I might just, should we just go play golf and have him pay him to come photo us? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Shots? He might be like, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing out here? <laughs> At least when I swing. Like, hey, man, can you get that swing like pre-contact, please? Well, I, I do think the way I found him is through my brother's friend who's a college golfer, now a college golf coach. I think that guy was a college golf player. Yeah, I only found him because you... I- because you yeah, told me about I, him. I think he I think he played at like St. Mary's or somewhere, maybe maybe Sac State or UC Davis. He's a he's a legit player. I actually made a pick in the PGA Championship that I finished third in DraftKings based on his pre-round photos. Cause then he posted in his story, like, you know who's looking okay? Danny Balin. And I'm like, I never heard of Danny Balin, but I need a cheap golfer. So I put him on my team and he barely made the cut. And and that and that was a big deal. So I don't I don't know much about like the process of becoming a big time photog, but if I was in the golf industry like Golf Channel or Golf Week, that guy clearly is just really talented. Like his photos are. I'm not just saying this. I mean, I just bought one of them. Yeah, you paid money. They just put your money where they your are. Mouth is. Sweet, aren't they? Just like They're all great. those shots. I actually the sent. There was a couple of them of Colin Morikawa that I forwarded to the Cal golf coach. I was like, hey man, you just I don't know if you want a Colin Morikawa photo, but this guy has some sweet ones of Colin like. The putt, the tee shot on whatever what was that, 16? 16. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Golf Hawk on Instagram. I DM Morikawa after he won and said, you know, we had a podcast, and I hadn't heard back from him. But <laughs> keep grinding, Colin. Yeah, keep grinding. We're rooting for you. Speaking of DraftKings, we got a new The Shriners Open, DraftKings getting ours. DraftKings promo code HAM. This podcast brought to you by DraftKings. We had great fun on Monday night with the doubleheader. Uh, it was a good time. Um, Do you know how to say the guy's name? Tanyan? Robert Tanya yeah. that caught three touchdowns for me. <laughs> Never heard of him until I, uh, Monday night. I did. I did not know he existed as a human. And then it turns out he's best BFFs with George Kittle, scoring touchdowns. Download the DraftKings app. Promo code Ham. Obviously, you can get in a ton of NFL games. We have one every week. We're back in the golf mix. We we'd been out of it really since what the U.S. Open. We're back. Shriners. DeChambeau's back. Morikawa. Ricky Fowler. There's some some stars playing in this uh, tournament. Uh, get in our game, download the app. We, we, a guy tweeted it or Instagrammed it and tweeted it. I got it in, and you got it in our Instagram bios. Click the game. Still got like 70, 60 spots left. Get in right now. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. We love our friends at DraftKings. Uh, we love our friends at DraftKings. Download the download the app, promo code HAM. Do it, please. We need, we need another NFL doubleheader. That's what I know. Do we know when's that Titans game getting replayed? Do we know yet? Uh yeah, I, I would just move it to Monday and have a doubleheader and we'll play it. Yeah, I, the football doubleheader is fantastic. Get in the golf DraftKings, ton of great players. Podcast also brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, get you 20 bucks off your first order of $50 or more, or promo code HAM10, middle cough returning users. We are not leaving you by, you shall not be forsaken. Ton of deals, guy. E-A-Z-E.com. Pre-rolls, vapes, uh, edibles. Love my edibles. Also, guy, topicals. You know, I, I got something going on with my elbow right now. I, I might need to order a topical. I don't know if, did I crack a little bone? It, it really hurts, though, when I when I put it on a desk. It doesn't hurt when I'm just standing here. Oh, you've I got the desk. Down, you've been sitting at a desk. You got the desk elbow. 
Yeah, have you ever had that before? Absolutely, I've had desk elbow. Yeah, so I'm, I need to get a topical, ease.com. I'm going to have to use HAM10 because I'm a returning user, get my 10% off. So my our returning users, HAM10, tell your friends. If you're not a returning user, first-time user, or you're a returning user, but you need to use someone else's you know, phone or email, go to HAM, just go to HAM, and you get, like Guy said, $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. It's pretty easy to get $50, topicals, edibles, pre-rolls, the flower, as they call it, in the streets. Uh, get on it now, ease.com. We love our friends at ease.com and our friends at DraftKings. They are uh, great friends of our program. Yep, we appreciate it. And by the way, with ease, 21 or over, get verified online minutes, get delivered in minutes, off you go. Aaron Rodgers, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. 13 also the number of games the Packers won last year when they were 13-3. and three, And you and I said, they're not a 13-3 and three team. When they played the 49ers, they sure as hell didn't look like a 13-3 and three team. Neither time. Now I watch them, and I think this Packers team is better. Because Aaron Rodgers, better player than he was last year when the numbers were good. Yeah, I mean, I, remember last year the numbers were good too, and people were like, ah, but it's arm strength. <clears throat> I think that's over. Well, to me, it wasn't his arm strength. He was just missing throws. I watch him right now through four games, and I think he is currently the best player in the NFL. That's no slight to Russell Wilson, who is, I'd put two, but I, if I had an MVP vote, I don't. <laughs> Uh, I would vote for Aaron Rodgers. You're not I, saying me, you would take is, Aaron. Are you saying you would take Aaron and Russell over Patrick Mahomes? You're just saying they're playing. No, like, see, that's where it gets weird. You're no, saying like from an MVP. Like, yeah, it's kind of like LeBron became like Patrick Mahomes is the guy, right? 450 million. I would take him, build my franchise around him in a vacuum. 2020, Aaron Rodgers threw four games. We're just talking about the present. Is playing better than everyone, and that includes Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't mean. Anyone would take him over Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, big picture, he's 36, going to be 37 years old. But I'm telling you, guy, I in some circles, the text message threads I'm on, I, I didn't know that much about Danica Patrick and the relationship they, they were in. I've heard she's not like, she was kind of a downer for him. And, you know, I don't know if he got in quote-unquote bad shape, but I don't think he was in like peak shape the last couple of years. Have you seen the State Farm? And I think we've talked about this. The State Farm commercial where he's standing next to the black dude and he's in a white t-shirt. Where he's throwing he the ball. Just like, where he chucks the ball. He that is one? jacked. Yeah. yeah. And I would imagine they shot that thing into, you know, maybe the summer. Even during Corona, some, you know, probably wasn't shot last year. I think he got in phenomenal shape. And I tweeted during the game, I'm like, this guy reminds me of 2014 because that's the last year he won two MVPs, 11 and 14. And then I looked and I'm like, actually in 2016, he threw 40 touchdowns, seven picks. It was the most touchdowns he's ever thrown. Or I guess second most. He threw 45 in 2011, his first MVP. But I, I think it's fair to say between 2010 and like 2016, he had a stretch where you could argue he's playing as good a quarterback play, right? A couple MVPs, Super Bowl, as we've ever seen. Just in a vacuum, quarterback play, the talent, it was elite. And then the last couple years, it was like, you know, left a little be desired. Now, granted, his bar was so high. I, I just, to me, the eye test is is just fucking eye-opening watching him play right now. Like, if he was a pay-per-view guy, like, if you're like, you know, Packers, let's say they were playing a big game. And you're like, you got to pay $5.99 to watch Packers Niners or Packers Rams or Packers Seattle. Like, you're paying that. He's that good right now. Right? Like, he is just... He's I, Mahomes, like I, Rodgers has been right a stalwart for the league. Like I watched him last night and been like, yeah, this is when I think Brady Manning Rodgers, you know, for a decade. Like it was Brady Manning and then Rodgers. Yeah, right, was right there with him. Yeah, I would say Mahomes is still is absolutely still Mahomes. He's not like fully in 
this is going to, I don't actually mean that he's in the zone or not in the zone. I just mean Rodgers is firing at all cylinders. Mahomes is just make part of what makes him so great is right now the Chiefs are not playing four quarters of their best football every week. And the, and he's still, it's it's no problem. He's not concerned about it at all. It's still easy for him, right? And in any given game, right, against like the Ravens, it mattered. He's like, I'm the best player in the world, and it happens. But he's, I, and I don't blame him. Like he won the Super Bowl last year. He's won his MVP. It's just not cruise control, but kind of cruise control. Like, yeah, he they knows know they're the best team. Enough. I, to me, when I watch yeah. Rodgers, one thing is after they drafted uh, Jordan Love and it became this like, is Aaron going to be so p- pissed off for greatness? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I think one thing is clear. Whatever, him and LaFleur's relationship has gotten better, right? Like I was watching them on Monday night thinking their coach is better than the last coach they had. Matt LaFleur is a better football coach than Mike McCarthy because part of the job, and this is what we give Phil Jackson so much credit for. Part of the job is getting along with at least managing, having a good working relationship, getting the most out of your best talent. Now, maybe part of it too is like LaFleur is just, you know, however football needs to be played. Now he's really good at understanding it and making the most of it, but he clearly got through to Aaron. Like when you see some of the quotes Aaron had a couple of weeks ago about, "Ah, I didn't want all the pre-snap motion before, but I get it now. Like, he got through to him, and it was probably a lot of, Aaron, I'm telling you, Aaron, I'm telling you, man, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. I thought about the Packers-Raiders game in Canada preseason last year. Remember when the field was shitty, and Gruden kind of punked LaFleur on the field? Remember, it was like, uh, I think we're fine, and LaFleur's like, yeah, yeah, I think we're fine too, but he didn't really want to play with a 100-yard field in both end zones, and it was kind of weird. Would the Raiders, would, would the Packers be better with John Gruden? I don't think we can say that. Like, clearly no. that whole thing is just, it's working. It's what they, I feel better about them now than I did last year when they went 13 and three. And again, I'll repeat it. You and I both thought they weren't a 13 and three team last year. I watch them he, now and I think they're, they look like a 13 and three team now. And I think even diehard Packer fans go, last year was a weird season. We went 13 three, went to the NFC Championship. But we've had really good teams in recent memory that were way better than that team. And I think they look at this team and they go, this feels more like, regardless whether they go 11-5 and or 14-2, and this team is stacked because the quarterback is kind of, it's, it's weird, right? Is he embarking on one of the great fuck you seasons? Or is it just one of those... Not necessarily in a fuck you season, but more like, hey guys, I still got it. Yeah, I think and it's that. Because Brady, because people started tweeting at me like, John, the best FU season in the last decade is Brady post-deflategate, suspended four games, goes 11-1 and in the comeback, 28-2 and touchdown to interception ratio. Then they win two playoff games pretty easily, and then he has the 28-3 comeback. It's just one of the great FU to Roger Goodell. Who's really his FU, right? Because it would be to management slash LaFleur. But like you said, they are... They had another moment last night where they're hugging, he's smiling at them. Their relationship is clearly going pretty well. And listen, I was someone that questioned LaFleur. I'm not going to just anoint him as like some all-time great because he is dealing with an all-time great quarterback. Right, right. Now, I he and his offense, as we see with May, McVay, Shanahan, Stefanski, like this offense is what you should be running in the NFL because if you have an average quarterback – and we'll talk about Baker later, it can work. Case Keenum, types, right? Mullins, CJ, whoever. If you have a good quarterback, Goff, Jimmy, it really works. If you have an all-time great quarterback, you can eviscerate people 
which is what the Packers are doing right now. Like when Matt Ryan that year won the MVP, it was like when your quarterback's locked in, you're just going to move the ball with ease. I I also think like part of the a huge part for the NFL and their greatness and their success and I've said it forever. The millennial version of Magic and Larry Bird was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And really what that symbolizes is like what Magic and Larry were were just two all-time greats, two rivals and they were just like incredible players. They were just box office. And that's what Brady and Manning were. And really, can, I can think I add it, one thing to it, that? Because I, I think you nailed it. And they were two rivals who understood what their role in being box office rivals was. Like that's what Magic and Manning and, and Manning yeah. and Brady were the exact same, yeah. right? Yeah. You would probably say Peyton, in a weird way, was much more like Magic. He was just the showman. You could he would do the commercials. The difference was he he's was played just, for the Colts and Tom played for the. Patriots, like it, that's not well, I think Celtics, that, Lakers, right on paper. No, but I think that shows you the power of the NFL. Yeah. It's much more global. It do, you don't need the big brands, and Rogers probably more your prototypical small market, but huge brand. And the Packers kind of was the thir- was kind of the Michael Jordan. Now he hasn't won as much, but I think we all said in a weird way, like I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback, but he's not more talented than Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. It's just like we watch Aaron Rodgers. We all admit, like in a vacuum, talent. Aaron Rodgers can do things that neither one of those guys can do. That's what's weird when we talk about quarterbacks, right? It's like, yeah, I think Mahomes might never win. Let's say if Mahomes wins three Super Bowls in his career, it's going to be incredible, right? I mean, two more over the next ten years, it'd be great. Like yeah. Rodgers had an unreal career. He might never win another one. Like once you win the one, it's a pretty big deal. Once you win two, you're just you're in hollowed ground. And I could he win it this year? Like it would be big for the NFL and just the superstar. I'm like it it is it's a great thing for the league to have this guy playing like that. Cause really they're old quarterbacks. Tom still moves the needle, but he's not as good anymore. You know? So despite the numbers last week. I think like what you just said about the talent not being the number one deciding factor in quarterback play. Like I, I talked to somebody who knows Aaron oh, oh, like a month ago, and they were just like, Yeah, he's he's the Jordan Love thing did piss him off. Like he's angry. But clearly that anger is not getting in the way. Maybe that anger is what got him ready for the season. He's not playing with it now. And it's really not the, the, the positions that are just about physicality maybe are better positions to play angry. I don't know that anger is like the number one emotion you want your quarterback to be playing with. And clearly he's, it's, he's having fun. Like if you watch his facial expressions, they're throwing the ball down the field up two scores late against the Falcons. And he's just kind of having fun. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, I, I, to me, he is as comfortable as it's it's the combination, right, of knowing everything you need to know about your sport and also still being in the physical condition to be able to make the most of it. Like Tom is past that. Tom, Breeze, yeah. they know everything, but they're not in the physical condition to make the most of it. That's what makes Mahomes scary. It's like he doesn't – he has so many years of prime, prime skill left, but he's still – He's not at the top of the pyramid in terms of understanding everything about football, even though you watch him and you think, how could this guy get any better? Well, guy, he said last year, he's like, hey, yeah, I still don't even know all the coverages and stuff. To me, that's where Russ is, right? Like, Russ is <clears throat> peak at the, the the fully self-actualized as a quarterback and also still physically good enough to make the most of it. You could argue Russ is going to be smarter in a couple years. Yeah, like, he I, still is 31, 32 years old. Aaron, it Rogers felt old. like was just maybe he was about to go this way and he hasn't. And now you look at him and you go, when the Niners and the Packers play on Thursday night football, week nine, what's the Holy line shit. What's the line of that game gonna be? 
Because right well, now I'd I have to say the Packers are going to be favored. Where's the game? San Francisco. Niners coming off back-to-back road games in New England and Seattle. Yeah, to me it depends. With are, are the Niners four and four, or are they six and or you know five and three? If they're five and three, and the Packers are they seven the, and one. Packers I guess the Packers the have Falcon, a bye this week. Falcons play the Bucks, Texans, and the Vikings, and the Vikings is a home game. I think the Packers are going to be favored going into that game right now. You're saying the Packers have three games until that game. Yeah. Because they are buys this week. One thing to to note is Rodgers the last couple weeks has eviscerated opponents. His best wide receiver by a mile and one of the best players in the league is coming back, right? Devontae, I think they've been, once they realize like they can get by winning, he was on the fence. They've held him out. And Rodgers even, did you see his post game last night? He's like, the number one key in this bye week is like, we got some star players that are hurt. Get them back and we'll be fine. It's like, he's not wrong. Yeah. You know, the thing is with this, with Rodgers, when you can gash people on the ground and they had, and even just throw the ball to the running back, like the one thing McCarthy always did is they threw the ball deep down the field. I remember when they beat us in Philly in the playoff game, like running wasn't their thing. And like James Starks had like 100 yards in that game, and it was a big deal. It was like the Packers never run the ball. That was never their deal. Now they can gash you on the on the ground, and Rodgers is going throwback. Like, what do you do? And that's where I think LaFleur really got to him. And I also think, like, there to me, there are two types of divorces. Some divorces are, listen, we're still close. We just don't love each other anymore. We have some children. Let's just go our separate ways. This isn't contentious. Like, we're not going to start two separate businesses whether we remarry and compete against each other. We can still be friends. We're going to be very cordial. We're actually like each other. Right, we're just we're not in love. We're not gonna have sex anymore. So let's just go our separate ways. So it's not it's not like oh who'd she marry? Who'd he marry? Did she upgrade? What's she driving? It doesn't get like that. And then there are the divorces like fuck you, fuck you. I'm not paying you shit. I'm coming after all your money. And it's just they hate each other for the rest of their life. I do think maybe not that extreme, but it's on the end of like the divorce between McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers was much more like f u f u we're judging each other the rest of our lives. And it's pretty clear, like, McCarthy's got some major red flags and Rodgers looks like that he carry McCarthy. Because I watch some of McCarthy's press conferences and go, I don't know. I, I, I can see where Rodgers thinks he's a little bit of a meathead. And I've always supported McCarthy and just watched him with Dallas and hiring Nolan. I go, I can see where Rodgers goes. Not only is this guy not intellectually on my level, he doesn't, like, he's so stubborn he won't adapt. Like this guy, there's a chance that guy's gonna. F- there is a chance he fails huge in Dallas. Well, right, but if, yeah. I mean, look, I I said this after week two when they beat the Falcons. If I'm Jerry Jones and I'm 77 years old, I'm sitting here going, "Did I just fuck? Did I just hire a guy who I'm gonna have to keep for three years, and he is not the guy that can get me? Forget about to the Super Bowl, to like the NFC Championship game, and all of a sudden, like I think part of the reason you hired Mike McCarthy was I need a coach." that makes me comfortable enough with Dak to pay Dak that I go, you know what? He's taking Dak and making him the franchise quarterback that I'm kind of forced into a corner of making him anyway. And they're not doing that right now. Now, maybe to your point, it's Mike Nolan, but he hired Mike Nolan. And I, I'd be really concerned right now if I'm the Cowboys that I hired the wrong If they, guy. if they went five and 11, do you think if Jerry were to fire Mike McCarthy after one year, it'd be not that crazy. I don't think it'd be crazy at all. Because uh, because to me, you what you'd be doing is what you're going to do anyway in three or four years. Yeah, Rodgers is winning. Or, yeah. Or has won. I mean, 
It has won. no competition. Uh, so Bucks Packers is a afternoon Saturday game before the Sunday night game of Rams Niners, which will be everything we want it to be, John. As long as the Niners beat the Dolphins this week, the uh, Fox pays a premium. They usually get good games too. Yes, they do. You know, Fox. Gets there's a reason that <laughs> there's the, a reason Joe Buck and Troy Aikman like they, they're not they're not they're looking at their game is just as important as a Sunday night game, yeah, right? Well, as they should. I mean, that's potential. Depending, you know, the Niners have to take care of business. I watched the Dolphins-Seahawks game this week on Tuesday morning, and I came away with this take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the guy in pickup hoops that should not make a shot, doesn't look like he should ever make a shot. You sag off him guarding because you're tired, and every time he shoots, you go, no. And he makes it. Like, you do have to guard the Dolphins, or they'll fuck around. You're talking make- about me in 2006? <laughs> you know, you would yell, people, full disclosure, Middlecoff would yell, money! And it'd be like, no fucking way, and it'd go, and you'd be like, holy shit, this is so frustrating. Um, it's just the way it is. Yeah, Middlecoff circa 2006 pickup hoops. You No if, air on my jump shot. If you give the Dolphins no respect, they will make your life miserable. That game was 31-24, I think. It probably should have been 42-17, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I think that who I would equate the Dolphins to is they are a worse version of the Eagles in the sense of they don't have a star quarterback, right? The Eagles have Wentz. They have Fitzpatrick. But like the Eagles, they're going to play really fucking hard. And the Eagles, like, they are a batter team with injuries, but their effort level that game was fantastic, right? They just, every play, they were going full go. Like, just the night. And their quarterback can make ceiling plays, right? That's the other part of it. it, Yeah, and Fitzpatrick can't. But the one thing they do have, which I don't know, you know, as this, by the time you're listening to this, Jimmy might be announced as back. I, I wonder if they slow play it. I, 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 if Jimmy doesn't play, I think we got ourselves a game, which is scary because the Niners could lose this game if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play. They have two legitimate corners. Xavier Howard had a, a pick in that game against Russ. In the end zone. They paid him, they paid him huge money like a year ago. They also then paid this offseason Byron Jones. So, like, while the Niners are playing with nobodies at corner, they have two highly paid corners. I, I would be shocked if we looked at their salary cap. Those are the two highest paid guys on the team. Yeah. I'd be Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And Byron didn't play last week, I don't think, but I think he might be back this week. So, you just, the Niners, I you know, those the two wide receivers didn't really have any catches in that game. Now, if Jimmy's back, I would expect them to be more involved. Uh, but you just look at their offense, you go, the difference is like Wentz, the Niners defense was fine against Wentz, right? He only threw for 200, a little under 200 yards, but he hit the big play. Like, I don't know if the Dolphins can do much more than that. So now it just comes, can the Niners expecting Jimmy to get back? Like if you score 20 points against teams like the Dolphins, the Eagles, you're just going to win. If you keep the ball in, you know, the game in the teens, that to me is like, where you're just on the edge of your seat in the fourth quarter against these average teams. If you score, you win. It, it's really the reason that the fucking Rams game, me and you were sweating it out and ultimately lost, is not because the Giants were that good. They scored nine points, guy. The reason that the, that the game fucking we got screwed is they, the Rams weren't scoring. If they score 28, the game, they're not even sweating. We're not sweating. And we got more money in our account. Instead, they're just like pussyfooting it around, three and outs. When you, when you do that against average teams that play hard, now the Giants are less than average, but I think the Dolphins, it's fair to say, or, you know, your four, five, six win team, but they're just every week, like, you can't sleepwalk against them. If you have a terrible offensive performance, like, the, the Seattle sleptwalked a little bit, and all of a sudden you're like, God, this game's a little closer than I'd like it, yeah. but 
I remember sitting on my couch watching the game on Sunday morning thinking Seattle's not going to lose this game. Right. Right. They and they Though there was a split second you're like, well, if a weird if something weird happens like Russ fumbles or something, they, that's all it takes. And when you have your backup quarterbacks in, as we saw with Mullins, weird shit can happen at any moment. If Jimmy's in, now he hasn't played in a couple weeks. Like that's there is something there too. Like you haven't played in a couple weeks, you don't just come back like oh the, the the game you were playing against the the Jets you just get to replay that level you know it might take you a little bit yeah well you can't one thing with Miami even though Fitz doesn't have the ceiling of Carson he can't just lead you on a go-ahead drive with two and a half minutes left right I mean he that score was closer because he marched him down the field late to me the recipe there was a drive right before Russell threw the pick in the end zone the ball that Howard picked off they I don't know how many consecutive runs they had, but it didn't feel like they threw the football all the way down the football field until they got in the red zone. And then they threw the ball three times and really weren't, it was weird. It, it was weird. Like it, the, the interception almost made sense with the way their offense looked in the red zone on that drive. To me, the Niners, I'm going back to look like how many, what their high carry total has been this year. But I would not be surprised if the 49ers run the ball more in this game against Miami than they've run the ball in any individual game so far uh, this year. 25 carries against the Cardinals, 29 carries against the Jets, uh, 25 carries against the Giants, and what were they this week? Their running back situation is a little bit of an issue. Like, Jarek McKinnon's solid, but he's not really a bell cow. Mozart is their star running back, and he's not going to be back at minimum until next week. Like, to me, you watch them play – we questioned when he got mad about his money, and it wasn't necessarily him, it was his agent. They did kind of have a point when you watch the team play. Like, he is really... I always thought, like, God, he's pretty replaceable. Then you watch him. Well, he's not replaceable given the guys they have, right? He is dramatically better, I'd say, than McKinnon in the sense of any carry can turn into 20 yards. Like, Jarek, I, I commend, and I have nothing but admiration for his... Most people people might have quit, right? Terry ACL equivalent of back-to-back years. Like as a speed guy to just keep grinding and then come back, continue to make the team. Like it, it really is a uh, admirable story, is it not? It is, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, and he's but, not just a feel good. I mean, he does make plays for them, but he just can't be your primary back. Yeah, to me, he'd be fine as your backup. But the reality is, guy, he wasn't even the second. Like Tevin Coleman is their backup running back, who's also hurt. And I just think you feel it when you run the ball because when you when you're on your third string running back. Like, that's pretty far down the line, right? You, yeah. you start moving up practice squad guys, and it's just, there is, there's a reason when you, you know, make your 53-man roster, one guy's a starter, the other guy's a second, the other guy's a third, the other guy's a practice squad guy, right? If, if that guy in the practice squad was better than the starter, he'd be the starter. And it's just not, there's not feelings involved, you know? I mean, it's, it just, it is what it is. So I, 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 I don't necessarily agree in the sense that they might run it more, but I don't know if they'll be that much more productive. I'm not saying they'll be more productive. I'm just saying with Miami, this is get the lead and just end the game. That's what this game is going to look like, I think. Now, I do think the possibility exists that the Niners blow this team out. Like they are, their defense, I think, will actually give them more problems than than Seattle's defense did. Fitz had, uh, yeah, I. You know what's you know what's funny is I was this uh, game should not about, be close, but I'm prepared for the possibility that it is. Like two or three weeks ago, I was in Santa Cruz and I played golf in Monterey, and I played with these three guys, like high school buddies, all like you know in their mid thirties. And we get to like the fourth, fifth hole, and it eventually comes up. What do you do? What do you talk about? We start talking about football, and they played at Westlake, a big high school in L.A. 
they had Westlake hats on, even though they all went to like Ivy League schools. And one guy goes, this is our star running back. This was our star running back in high school. And it was this white guy that looked like me. And I thought they were kidding. We get to the next hole. He's like, no, this guy, this guy was our starting running back. He played at Harvard. So he was like, he was a college running back. I'm like, oh, do you play with, and I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, you play with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like, yeah. He's like, the crazy thing about it is when I got there, we had a legendary quarterback that he backed up. that was like breaking all these records. I'm like, did anyone think he was going to be an NFL quarterback? He's like, People didn't even think the guy was going to be the starter. And he, he didn't start till his junior year. And then he was just okay. And then he went on to be an undrafted free agent. Like his story is basically Nick Mullins would give his left nut to have that type career, right? Like it's an undrafted free agent to make it that long. But at the end of the day, like when you're an undrafted free agent, I, I think Tony Romo's an outlier because it was clear right away, like his talent. Most undrafted free agents, their talent is nowhere near what like highly drafted guys are, right? And you see it with Fitzpatrick. His arm's not great. Like to me, his best attribute when you just watch him like against Seattle is like his gumption. He just like keeps plays alive and... You've always said this about Mullins and Fitzpatrick too is like what kind of makes them separate themselves is they do have this in their back of their mind despite not having starter talent. Like they believe that they can make these plays and it it historically has got Fitzpatrick in a lot of trouble, right? Like he has some games where like, oh my God, he threw four picks. Yeah, he also has the Fitz you know? Magic games, right? You know, his Which career he earnings. did a couple weeks ago on, now it was the Jags, but when he's on, he's not bad. How much do you right? think Fitz, Fitzpatrick has made in his career? I think I looked it up when I got home that day because I was like, God, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. I think like 70, 80 million dollars. Yeah, 71 million. But guy, this guy went to Harvard and it, I would imagine like it's one thing when you're at Alabama or USC, when you do step in the halls, like every guy that plays or is dressing probably thinks like I'm if this goes right, I could go to the pros. When you go to the lower level programs, especially Harvard, I don't think many people walk in there thinking I'm going to go to the NFL. Fitzpatrick guy I had to Google, he's been in the league for 15 years. Like, it's not like, you know, he's had a seven-year career, not a cup of coffee. He's been starter. I think he's been on every team in the NFC East except the Patriots, which he's got Patriots written all over his career in two years when he's backing up, you know, you know, Mac Jones. Well, to me, something. he might be on the team next year after Cam goes somewhere else, gets paid. Two is the starter in Miami. They draft they the draft quarterback, Mac Jones. but Fitzpatrick yeah. is it's a good call. Don't you think just his And he wins though, like 10 games. Fitzpatrick's careers, like, I don't know if we're going to see that many again. Just how many guys get drafted high now and turn out to be solid, it's going to be hard for those guys. Is Does Mullins have 10 years in the bag? Because I'd I don't know. think so. But Fitzpatrick, like, is anyone going to sign Mullins to be their starting quarterback? Like, Fitzpatrick has multiple times entered camp as the starting quarterback, right? Fitzpatrick's a lot better than Mullins. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, and he was. Remember, Fitzpatrick had some moments. But you do feel like the Niners, they now are going back-to-back weeks of getting Wentz with nobody, and he's not playing that well. And then you look back, you go, God, they outgained him. He didn't really kill you. That one hurts to lose. Like, I, I think you can stomach the Kyler Murray loss. Like, he kicked your ass. You're like, okay, if I'm going to lose the number one overall pick in the draft and he's playing well, you can lose that game. We lose to Wentz, who's not playing that well, and then you go, we got Fitzpatrick coming in. To me, it's just like, you got to beat that guy. That guy yeah. can't beat you. Right? Oh, and the schedule is coming up. You have This is a must-win football game for the 49ers. It's a must-win. Now, I do think we also should go into every week going, I think one of the main questions we should ask ourselves before we look at a Niners game is, can this quarterback make plays with his legs? Fitzpatrick kind of can. Not to a Wentz level, though. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're no, right, no, you no, can. No, no. And his arm isn't as strong once he's making moves. But 
yeah, I mean, maybe he's in the middle ground, but I would say, like, are you going into a game? Is it, are you playing Russ, Kyler, Carson, uh, Mahomes, Deshaun, Josh Allen, or are you playing the other category of guy? Can I can, can I give a hot take? I was thinking someone DM me this, I think a couple days ago, and they asked me a question about the Eagles, and they're like, "I'm an Eagles fan, but I wonder this. I, you know, the Niners have been a lot on national TV the last couple of years." And he's like, they, "They get destroyed by running quarterbacks. Like, why do you think that is? Despite having really athletic defensive linemen." <clears throat> and I'm like, "I didn't. I haven't really sat down and thought about it." And then I realized their defense is just get up the field, go after the quarterback. And it's, it's successful, right? That's why they're always in the backfield. And even, like, Bosa's gone. And if you just randomly watch the Diners, you'd go, their defensive line's good, right? Mm-hmm. Even just with Hyder and some of these random guys, they're getting pressure. I do wonder, like, do you got to change it up a little bit as you play Russell, as you play Kyler again? Like, Jared Goff, I'm cool with. But I wonder if, like, what would Belichick do? Would he be like, hey, Hyder, just run up the field? Or would he go, how about we take two steps and stop? And this is where, like... You know, Robert and Kaserik and the defensive line coach, I admire the way you guys are playing. You guys play your balls off. But football is a bit, little bit about, like, we're in a fucking... We got two fighting armies here trying to make moves. And I just wonder if you got to throw a different pitch. Like, they know what pitch is it's, coming. Yeah, especially Sherman's out of... Well, I mean... I'm we'll not saying see, I'm not talking this week necessarily. No, no, I understand. I'm just talking big picture. Like, But, uh, you know, and Kwan K- Williams is out. I think to, your, to that point, too... It's one thing when you got Bosa who gets to the who gets there because he's fast enough to run with these guys. But Buckner that, gets there too, or did? But yeah, well, I I think Buckner, yeah. But let's live. Let's not live in the past, John. Uh, Talk to a buddy with the Bears. I'm like, uh, how'd Buckner look? He's like, oh, best player in the field. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on on a field with you know who else was on that field was Khalil Mack. Yeah, um, he said Buckner dominated. I might have to go back and watch that. Yeah, I heard I heard the same thing, but. Yeah, I mean, there's something to it. I, I do watch them and think they're just not they, – they still, to their credit, they're creating so much havoc in the backfield, but you you miss Bosa. And I said it the other day, and that's not – I mean, everyone can watch the game and think that. It's not a unique take, but you just got to win it's, this week. And, and I was th- not to look at the past again. I was like, you know, I don't want to pay Buckner $21 million a year. And then you're like, well, you – so what, you cool with paying him 17 I mean, fuck, the guy's a star. you know. But here's where I will give him – I've watched Armstead this year and thought he's been fantastic. He's been good. Like, hey, Look, you, yeah. I, I'm not. We're not. At least I'm not second guessing the Buckner thing. I get and Kinlaw's it. been good too. So it's you had to move on. You had to. Their issues, but their issue is not the defensive line. It's just, hey guys, I, I just and it starts with the coaching, not the players. How about when we play Russell or Kyler or Cam, we do a two step and stop. You know, <laughs> we do a two step and stop on on third and eight. Must win game, John. I agree. Must win game. Let's tell the people about my bookie. Between the NFL, we've been watching it. College NFL, we like to call it college football. Most people call it Major League Baseball playoffs, yeah. games everywhere. NBA Finals. You, you, the Heat came uh, have a chance to come through for Middlecoff. Um, Not dead yet, guy. Not dead. Parlays. It's all there. Mybookie.ag promo code Ham One to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. You can also decline the bonus. Make sure you understand if you accept the bonus, you then have to bet it before you can remove the money. Either way, though, use Ham One, whether you decline or accept, because we get credit. I saw on my timeline today, Pat McAfee was like, I didn't even know these things called teasers exist. They're basically like a parlay, but they give you each points. The points change. You don't get the odds you do with the parlay, but they got great teasers. NFL, college football, baseball, a ton of baseball playoffs. I mean, we're only in 
the AL and NLCS in the World Series. DS. You want to gamble on we're in that? The DS. Uh, we're in the DS right now, so get on that. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. It's where we gamble. It's where we do our lock of the weeks. It's where we uh, had been winning money until RG3 and the Rams uh, showed up. But MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. We plan on winning more money this week. Can't wait. I recommend that you get involved, too. You can. They give you a bonus. You can decline it. If you do take it, you got to bet it. You can't just... You know, remove your free money. They'll match it up to like a thousand bucks. So get on it. MyBookie.ag promo code AM1. Stacked UFC cards too. Presidential prop bets. Every major sport. Sign up today. Begin winning season exclusively at MyBookie.ag promo code AM1. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Because people give us a hard time, John, on Twitter and in the YouTube comments about what we said about Baker after the Cowboy game. And I think because people didn't think we were giving him enough credit for the big plays. I would say, hey, everybody... Just give Baker a rest. I thought he looked solid. I, you know, I people, I think you said he managed the game really well, and maybe that's what triggered some Browns fans. I say he's under the radar right now. Let him be. It's going well. Josh Allen's in year three of being in a stable organization. Baker's in year one. Sam Darnold's in year zero still. We're waiting for him to get to the year negative one. Just let Baker be. I think it's going well. Like we're giving him credit, right? We're giving Stefanski and Jarvis and Odell and Chubbs out, but whatever. Like, defense made plays against the Cowboys. Miles Garrett looks like a fucking animal. God. Is he, is he on a beast. revenge tour? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> let Baker, just let Baker be, John. Let Baker bake. I, I, I might need to delete a tweet that I'm like, I can't believe they just gave Miles Garrett $100 million. I'm watching Miles Garrett going, holy moly, that guy's good. Listen, guy, I'm a realist. I'm not one to say that I can't say I look like Brad Pitt when I'm bald and kind of chubby. Like, let's just let's call a spade a spade. Most bad franchises are king of not embracing who they are. And I think forever is the Browns. Kind like of, ben I think the Raiders though. fell into this. You, you all yeah, and I, I looked at some Ben Affleck picture. I'm like, God, he was a pretty good looking dude back in the day. Is that you, you, some of the bad franchises always think there's something they're not. The Browns finally embraced what they actually have. Star running backs play action, and let the quarterback manage the game. The game plan is telling... Kevin Stefanski is telling you what he thinks of Baker Mayfield. He's a game manager. There's nothing wrong with that. You're winning. If I would fucking throw Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield a parade, I I don't understand it because I got some DMs too. Like You're being way too hard on Baker. I get it. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, that's what we're saying. I'm saying he doesn't suck. He's just not great. He's somewhere in the middle. And if your team's good, like the Browns team is really good. I mean, they got premium players. You can win. Okay, I'm watching them. I know we both watched the Cowboy game thinking, I think they're going to be hard-pressed to not make the playoffs. Like, shouldn't they get to nine wins with that much talent? Odell, I I, I thought after watching that game, I went, Odell, like Kittle, can just take over a game. Yeah. Like, if you feed him the ball and he's into it, it's a fucking wrap. I thought that game was just as good as he's looked in terms of just that felt like the Odell Beckham. Everyone was always like, I've got to trade for that guy. i got to trade for that guy. Remember, we were like, God, I don't know what they can get for Odell. Well, if he's going to play like that, they're getting a one, right? You know what I thought? <laughs> I thought that's what Odell would look like if he played for Kyle Shanahan. And I don't mean in like just the, the output. I just mean doing a, doing it, like displaying every skill that yeah. he's got, right? Or with Russ or with McVay or just yeah. with, you know, Sean Payton or Andy. He would be a dominant force, a dominant force. And how did they get him the ball? They threw him a play-action pass. They threw him a Jarvis-Landry pass. They gave him an end-around. They're not asking Baker Mayfield to be Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he's not. 
He's not. There was a play where Baker Mayfield tried to run away again, and he got caught with ease. Like Baker, That's your favorite stop play. running. <laughs> well, it's just it's Baker's just so always like, well, let's see, maybe I got faster. You know, when you try no, to dunk after two years of doing nothing to improve your calf strength. Maybe I can get the net this time. Why? You're only older and slower. I, I, we, we, I, but I do understand where it hurts a little bit. You go, God, we drafted this guy first over. But here's what I would because say. I, th- yeah, I know. I know. By the way, Johnny's averaging 180 yards a game. He has one 200-yard passing game in four games. It did cross my mind when I watched the game. If they would have taken Josh Allen, they might win the Super Bowl. For sure. But they did. And they got this guy. And this guy's playing for Kevin Stefanski now. Not Hugh Jackson. Not Freddie Kitchens. It looks like he's playing for a better coach. So let's let him just be the guy that throws for 180 yards and two touchdowns, hasn't thrown a pick in two weeks. And let's see, maybe three years later, after play, you know who got better over the course of their career when we thought, oh, pretty solid, can't carry a team? Tom Brady. You know who else got better when we thought, really good, got some potential? I wouldn't have him carry my team, though. Russell Wilson. I'm not saying Baker's either one of those guys. I'm just saying that's how it goes for the best players, where they don't go zero to... This is why Josh Allen's so impressive, because we're watching him in year three going, this guy's fucking blowing up. That's why Lamar was impressive, because he blew up immediately. That's why Mahomes is impressive. Blew up. Most of the... Plenty of great quarterbacks don't just blow up immediately. So let I the even, guy... In sports, guy, it took, be this. it took Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard some time. I'm not saying Baker's any of those guys no, either. No, but just... Well, here's my pushback. Let him be this. If he... If he keeps doing this, and let's say they make the playoffs and lose in the first round or whatever, is he a lock to get his fifth-year option picked up at this level? You know, I mean, does he finish just throwing two touchdowns and no picks most games? Yeah, it depends. He may not be, but they need another option. I think he'd be expensive, right? But I, my guess is that they would go, we see enough here. We just made the playoffs. We just started 3-1, and one, which we never do. Our coaches would depend what good. they think about him in the building. Yeah, what does Stefanski like think? But he's not he's not a straight he's not making he's not yapping his state farm commercials are even kind of humorous or whatever those are they state He does farm? celebrate with his they're teammates not, every time they I don't make big plays. State farm, maybe they're progressive. I don't know. They're not No, they're yeah, they're progressive. There there's there no there are a lot if you watch the right time. A little much sometimes. I'm just saying I enjoy them. Come on, hurry up. If we do it together, we can get done twice as fast. <laughs> I'm just saying, just let him be. The possibility exists that he could become a franchise quarterback. Just stop making it more than it is. That's all. The the book club? You didn't like the book club? The book, book club one is, I just think it's solid. Just let him be. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying, right? It's just just yeah. let it grow now. It's year three, but it's it's what, tell you this, it's what you hope Sam Darnold could look like with a new coach. Now, he probably makes more splash plays, but just... Just chill out, man. Let it be. Just get him Odell, Hooper, Jarvis, Chubb, and Hunt. And a generational pass rusher. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Bill O'Brien? I was pretty shell-shocked. I mean, I did not see that coming because typically when you uh, give the guys the keys to the castle, you don't kick them out of the castle the next you know six months later. I, I think it's borderline insane given how much power they gave them. Yeah. And... We've talked about this a lot. I, 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 Twitter, social media, I, I think he's one of their clear targets of not like making fun of a Freddie Kitchens or a Jim Tom Sula that is just low-hanging fruit, but a guy that is half success and everyone talked about like he was the village idiot. He won the division four times in five years. The last two years, he won 21 games, 10 and 11, or I guess it was 11 and 18, 10 last year. Like that's... 
the 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 Oakland Raiders or the Vegas Raiders would give their left nut for that. The Jaguars, some of these teams, guy, Tampa, Falcons, I mean, just go, the Jets, the Giants. Do you know what they do for back-to-back years right now? 10 and 11. And he's a solid coach. I, I saw him at Penn State. I went to a practice when I worked for the Eagles. I remember thinking, this guy's fucking good. The Eagles, before they hired Chip Kelly, they offered Bill O'Brien the job. People forget Bill O'Brien was like Matt Rule before Matt Rule. Like he was the number one guy. Everyone wanted him. And then he had success. Like, really, his downfall clearly is just this contentious nature, I guess, with executives and personnel, which he's terrible at. But he, but this stretch is bad. Now, they started Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. The Vikings lost, you could argue, is bad. But that's, if the Niners had started Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, I mean, are they 1-2? and two? Like, they, not like they'd be 3-0. I mean, they would have lost, too. I just given their injuries and shit. I I don't know, man. I, I think he's... I think social media has portrayed him being this village idiot. I don't think he's a bad... I think he's a good coach. Yeah. I think he's a solid... I think he's a hireable coach. You know... Now, GM and that stuff is legit. Almost true on my Bad GM. Um, oh. uh, yeah, and, and, and we all talk about the Hopkins. The the two ones and a two for Laramie might be worse. When well, you need bad the picks. when you suck, but they needed a left tackle. Yeah. Here's the other thing. You know how many... So he won eight games year one at Penn State, seven games year two. It took James Franklin three years to win eight games because he took over for Bill, and he went seven and six and seven and six after Bill went eight and four and seven and five. The question Wouldn't you is, say how impressive it was for the Jerry Sandusky thing to take oh, over? Was that the worst job of our lifetime? It felt like it. Now, he did keep the quarterback yeah. at the time. We thought, oh, it's big. They got... Uh, what was his name? Christian Hackenberg? Like Hackenberg. Wasn't it Hackenberg? Well, no, McGloin was yeah, there that he recruited Hackenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, to me, the question is, is this guy going to have to take a college job or will he take an NFL job with an esta- when an, will an established GM want to hire him? Because clearly he's a good enough football coach. But if you're an established GM, are you going to be scared off by Bill? I, you might be thinking Bill wants all he's the He's got issues. I'm not saying... Like, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, is he going to be an NFL head coach next or is he going to be a college head coach next? But you would agree that just based on his coaching resume, there is nothing that says that this guy doesn't deserve another shot. One hundred, right? Yeah, absolutely. Based on his coaching resume. But his resume includes a power struggle with yeah. the GM. And crazy trades. And crazy, crazy trades ideas. once he got control. <laughs> crazy fucking trades. Now, one thing will be interesting. It's It's fresh and early. Over the next month or two, do stories come out about players? Remember Chip Kelly? It kind of derailed his career, started getting called a racist, things people hated him, had a Mark Jackson feel like everyone in the building hated him. It'll just be interesting to monitor that because if it gets really egregious, my tune might change a little bit because at the end of the day, being a coach is about more than, you got to be a person. Like, did you treat people well? And I I don't know. I've heard some stories of just coaches that thought he was just, they they quit. Yeah, I I know a coach right now that works for another team that, just in the middle of his contract was like, can I be let out? I want to, I, I can't work here anymore. So it's like saving us. I think there's some, there's some horror Saban win, but yeah, Saban but, wins. Uh, no, I'm not comparing him. I'm yeah, saying Saban wins. You go to Saban cause it's good for your career. And then you try to leave in a year or two. Right. But every single person that you and I have met that when you talk about Nick Saban, they say it's the, one of the most miserable experiences of their life, but it works. So it's like, like it's a, he's just copying them guy. <laughs> you know, he's kind of just copying Belichick. I mean, he's a Belichick guy. Right. Like, that's kind of what he's doing, but it kind of worked on the field, right? That's what's weird about Bill. He, I, he copied I, he, Belichick. Look, he's good enough to be a head coach. 
I, if I'm a GM of a team or an owner, I probably wouldn't make him my head coach. I would interview him though. Yeah, I'd want to know what it's all about. John Raider, Derek Carr, sick of losing Raiders. Uh, you know what I think when I look at the Raiders right now is like, okay, Saints game was that's a while ago now. It's time to win another big game because all these games are going to turn out to be big games, right? And we looked at them after that game, and I thought, good, this is a playoff team. Well, you have to win games to be a playoff team. And right now, not only they're not winning, they're kind of getting their ass kicked, right? Yeah. You remember the movie character Fat Bastard? And uh, he just eats like in his bed. He's like eating chicken, farting, and just just eating. Like Fat Bastard couldn't complain about being fat. Like, Derek, you got drafted to the Oakland Raiders. This team has lost consistently for 20 years. Like your team just loses. You lose a lot. Like you just, you're a perennial loser in the league. Now, this year, because I saw I've ended up on some some text Twitter chains of comments and on just arguing over him, right? Because he's been like his numbers aren't bad again. He's his quarterback ratings high. He's you know accurate on paper. I watch him, guy, and just he's not passing the eye test. Like we can argue over Dak or whatever, but I think we're arguing over Dak. Like, would you pay him one thirty million? I think Dak's a good quarterback. I'm watching Derek, and it crosses my mind sometimes. Like, is this guy a top fifteen starter in the league? Because I think sometimes his numbers will show it, and then Sando does his thing. The league doesn't believe that anymore, but it's easy to argue the numbers. And I'm watching the game, and I, I heard Vic Tafer say this last year. He goes based on 2019. It was his best, I think, statistical year, just overall accuracy, uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio. And he's like, but if you watch Derek play, you just went, he didn't make enough winning plays. And I think a couple times this year, just do a little more, you know? Just do a little more. And maybe at this point in time, seven years in, we just need to acknowledge like he kind of just is what he is. Now, he's not their main issue. Their defense is horrendous. But he is an issue in the sense of, you are paying him a lot of money, he just he doesn't kind of take you to that next yeah, level. My, when I say next level, I just mean like win a game that maybe you shouldn't. When does he ever win a game they shouldn't win? Well, they haven't. And uh, well, I mean, maybe Saints the Saints game. game I guess they were but here's what I would argue: yeah. like one thing about that Saints game, the Saints didn't. How many points did the Saints score in that game? What was the final score? Seventeen, I think. Thirty-one, yeah, seventeen, or thirty-five. Do 17. what to the Raiders defense? A lot of teams, as the Raiders get even more injured on defense, are going to continue to do. To me, Derek is playing in a way that would really work if their defense was just solid. But their defense is Swiss cheese, and so they've got. Like if to he make, was on the like he's if he was on the Browns, he'd be ideal for them, right? Yeah, he, again, he'd be yeah. ideal on a team. That, their de- their defense gives us some points. I I just think they um they need him to make more. They got to hit a couple home runs a game, right? If they're a baseball team, they've got to hit the long ball to win a game in which you. I, it, it's not his fault that he's got this defense, but he's got this defense. And so I, to me, they, they just, they need rugs back. Cause it feels like that's the only shot they have to hit home runs. And well, one, guy, throw, one, th- one throw, one throw a game to Renfro, which Renfro makes some stupid, crazy catch on. He's he's 73% right now, over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, no picks. Like just in a vacuum through a quarter of a season he's, he's in not, NFL history. No, that's he's, really good. He's, been he's not like solid go, plus. Get, playing himself out of the league. No, no, no. I just think when you if you if you're Gruden and Mayock and you're having these conversations like, can we ever win big with this guy? Those conversations are happening, right? Yeah, I I to me the most immediate thing right now is we have to do more on offense to make up for our defense. So can we do that? 
Yeah. We have to be more He's got to be more than a game manager. Yeah, we got to be more explosive on offense because this defense is going to require us to be more explosive on offense. Which to me, when Ruggs ever gets healthy, the question's going to be, can him and Derek develop a rapport? Right. Because we saw in the in the Saints game, he was open and he missed him. Yep. And that, you would say, he had some moments with Amari where they connected deep. Like, Derek really hasn't felt like a connect deep guy. I mean, most people call him like the check down king. Like, that's what most people that cover the NFL make fun of him. Like, they view him as a check down guy. Uh, I think Gruden would push back and go, his talent... Should he shouldn't be a check down guy, right? With his talent, yeah. Well, he needs he needs rugs. He hasn't really had a rugs, right? No. Uh, lock of the week. We still haven't picked one. It's dicey. You're even looking. We look at my bookie lines. You're even looking on Tuesday at college football lines. Um, from an NFL standpoint, I know you said to me you you really want to take somebody who's getting points this week, <laughs> which I understand. <laughs> But it's but but I'm open. I'm open. I think initially, I, I don't know if you still like the Cardinals. It was six and a half. Now it's seven. I don't feel great about it, even though they are playing the Jets. Would you? Want, are you considering the Cardinals minus seven as something we should consider? Someone, I, I think I I stumbled into Warren Sharp, who did break down some numbers that the Cardinals' offense actually right now isn't that good, and everyone just assumes their offense is dynamic. Their offense Kyler had like 130 great. yards passing last week, didn't he? Yeah. I'm, can I give you a parlay right now? Okay. That I kind of like. All right. Browns plus two and a half, and go, I'm going back to the well a little bit. But Rams minus eight. I think they bounce back. Pays basically three to one. Basically yeah. the same parlay we just had. I don't know if I'd want to do a parlay again after we went zero for two on our Rams Ravens parlay. And here's the problem: is I do I'm open to Browns plus two and a half. The problem is, and you to your credit, you said this on Sunday, the, or maybe it wasn't on the podcast. Maybe you just said it to me. That right now the Colts in close uh, the Colts with small lines they're a solid team you should just take the Colts and so here we are presented with them on a two and a half against the Browns and same it, line they just had against the Bears same and line. it feels like just like the Bears game the Browns feel like a team that have something right which might be true yep. they they created they had back to back fumbles though early in that game against Dallas they had, they got a Dak fumble they scored immediately I think the first down the next series was a Zeke fumble I, I got another one for okay you. what else you got you know, so far through his his rookie season, four games, he's four and zero against the spread. That's Joe. Burrow. Maybe the next Tom Brady. Burrow. <laughs> he's getting thirteen and a half points at the Ravens. All right, we just did the Ravens fourteen, and thirteen and a half would have been nice. And the Bengals are better than the Washington, right? Because they got Burrow. It's guy. The part about gambling, like, I actually think it's pretty easy early in the season. It gets harder. It, well, yeah. The, the idea is that change. we'll be able to find one game a week that it's obvious to us. What about college? Before we. You had a college. I got spot. Tennessee getting 13 points at Georgia. Now Georgia had a big game against Auburn, kicked the shit out of them. Tennessee, I think, is ranked like 12 or 13. Like they are, they are, they get respect now. Like I think that Pruitt guy's done a really good job. They've recruited well. Their team is just good. They're two and zero. They're getting 13 points. Uh, I saw uh, Kirby Smart in my timeline. Basically said like someone asked him like how do you compare Auburn and Tennessee on tape? He's like I don't really compare them at all. Tennessee's way bigger and stronger up front on both offensive and defensive lines. I just think Tennessee's a different animal right now. Like Jeremy Pruitt's one of those Saban guys that's kind of working. And again, I, I want some points, guy. I want. I understand. I want Thirteen points. All right, I'll, I'll do a little I, dive I, on that I, one. I haven't really. I haven't watched any of this, so I just, haven't either. Watched more based college. on Twitter. I heard Georgia looks good, according uh, to a Georgia fan I texted. I, I'm cool with. I, I would. Be, I'd go Bengals plus thirteen and a half lock of the week, just because I want to root for Joe Burrow. But do you feel or like it's Browns. a lock? Well, I don't feel any of these games are a lock. I mean, you feel just, better I about that than the Browns plus games. two? 
or the Colts minus two and a half. I don't feel great about either one of those. I don't I have no feel. All right. I just want to have a lot of points and just be able to root for points. I understand. All right. We'll uh, continue to grind on this. Go get in the DraftKings game. By the way, podcast also brought to you by Upstart. Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. The revolutionary online lending platform that knows you are more than just a credit score. We're all in times of need. We want to consolidate our credit card payments. We've all been there. Ton of high interest payments. You can consolidate it into one low fixed rate guy that is the key one low fixed rate just go to upstart.com slash ham upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online they offer loans from 1,000 to 50,000 so you can consolidate your debt like john said into one easy fixed rate payment fast and simple to check your rate just a soft pull so it won't affect your credit score and if the loan is approved and accepted most people get their funds the next business day see why upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. and heard upstart.com slash ham to find out how low your rate is checking your rate only takes a few minutes upstart.com slash ham your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application not all applicants will qualify for the full amount there was a moment on monday night where i like i'm a little i was still kind of in work mode i was at my desk i was like god there's too much going on i there's a there's the the a's astros the monday night game had started i had assumed that the other monday night game because we had a double header there's just there's a lot happening guy yeah there really is we got potential by thursday to have multiple baseball games saturday college football baseball games nfl it's just fuck which is cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. But it's just, it's kind of overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. On that note. Peace. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.